Morning, bro. Morning, bro. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. After a long hiatus, the Obvious Brothers are here. I'm Obvious Steve, and you are? Obvious John. Wow, it's Obvious John. So, Obvious John, how are you coping? Uh, it's tough, man. It's real tough. It's real tough, yeah. Yeah, well, those of us who are road warriors uh, don't, don't even know, man. But, okay. All right, so... So we promised a recap of our trip to Ireland uh, when we got back. And this is the first time we've been able to get together. So, uh, John, you, you have a lot to say. So where do we want to start? Ireland was awesome. It was, it was perfect. Near perfect. perfect. Near perfect. Uh, yeah, 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 a little trouble getting home. So maybe not quite perfect, but maybe... Maybe that doesn't count in terms of Ireland, and I'm doing air quotes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the travel, the travel issues aside, I thought the the trip was amazing. Um, the country was amazing. People were amazing. The golf courses were amazing. Uh, it's really hard to really find too many things to complain about. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh... I was trying to help you there, thinking thinking of something to to, to remind you of. But you no, know, I, th- I thought, uh, yeah, things went really well, and I think we could have played better uh, golf. Yeah, well, amen to that, brother. Uh, but guy, uh, uh, I was going to say something, and it must have been really good because I forgot it already. Yeah. Okay. So, so John, run run us down. Uh, let's talk about golf courses. To start start off and bore our audience to death, uh, so we we played four well four places. You played a fifth place, uh, yeah. and uh, I know you've been home uh, thinking about them and and shuffling them in your head. So in the end, uh, what, what's your analysis of uh, the two wow. courses at Bally Bunyan, uh, the course at Lahinch, the course at Doombeg, Trolley, which I didn't play. It's, I think it's going to be either Charlie or Lahinch are number one. Uh, Bally is two. Doombeg is three. And uh, the cash and courses is, is the bottom of the list by far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's uh, right. You, you, your, 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 your numerology there was not very good, but we'll, let it slide so. yeah i got a t1 and then a a two yeah and then a two. so yeah yeah you, that, that's okay so uh so what'd you like so much about the two that are t1 there well charlie was just it was had views on every hole i mean you, i think there's 12 holes where you can see the sea um it's the second hole you know they, they talk that the you know, they say that the Arnold Palmer designed the front nine and God designed the back nine. Um, there's a couple really good golf holes on the front nine, too, that they uh, they say just get overshadowed because the back nine is so amazing. But the second hole is it was a eye opener right from the get go. It's a par five. It's about two miles long and or I should say kilometers, I guess, in this situation, since we're in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> it is. In all reality, it's six hundred. It's a five hundred and ninety yard par five that is right on the edge of the water, and it dog legs with the water. So your tee shot, you hit kind of with the wind out of your right to left, and then you play your second and third shots dead into the wind, and it's just it was. And then you can see the castle, that little ruin um, watchtower that is behind the, the third green, which is another signature hole that's right there on the peak. It just comes to a peak there. So the second and third holes were like, man, this is going to be a day right here. And it was. Uh, it, it was really windy when we started. Had a really eerie fog had set in on the sea. And it was kind of blowing in like this wet fog. It was I wouldn't even really call it rain per se. I would call it more of just like a really heavy wet fog that got you pretty sticky but it was super windy to start but we finished the round in in short sleeves so i mean it was we had a lot of that where the that week and we were it was cold and then it would be warm the sun would shine for a little bit and then it 
another set of clouds would roll in, a little storm would sprinkle on us, and the wind would blow, and then it'd get sunny again. Yeah, that, that, you, you wanted the full Irish experience, uh, Irish golf experience, and I think we got it. We played Bally Bunyan Old Course the first morning. I, th- I think we had the full experience by the third hole, right? Yeah, sure did. All, all, all three seasons, uh, and we were trying to dry out uh, from the, the storm that whipped through, so... Yeah. Um, so what's the difference between golf in Ireland, the golf courses in Ireland, the golf uh, in, in St. Andrews in Scotland? Well, this year for us, it was really wet. Um, they've had like a record June and rainfall. So everything was very, very lush. Everything was very green. The, uh, the fescue or the gorse was just gnarly um, that according to a couple of our caddies, isn't typically quite as bad as what it was. Um, the greens are more, I think, are, have a slight more elevation to them from your slight. approach. Yeah. Slight. A lot more elevation to them from your approach shots. So you can't really play that land at 40-yard short shot and let it bounce and run up like you do at uh, in at St. Andrews or in Scotland or, yeah. you know, or Carnoustie, for example. Right. So it, yeah. it was definitely different in that way, but there's still lots of undulations. Um, no real big um, elephants in the greens that I saw. A couple, you know, we had a couple slopes, but nothing that was, you know, all of a sudden a giant turtleback that's, that's just like plopped in the middle of a green that you – you have to navigate. I didn't see a lot of that. No, but, but it definitely, uh, there, there is a lot more elevation change to the courses in Ireland than there is in, in St. Andrews. And, you know, been watching them on the TV a little bit the last couple of days. And it reminds me how, uh, it, it's pretty flat in comparison there at St. Andrews. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we, we had some places with what 50 feet, Mm-hmm. Uh, drop off the tee box, uh, and you can't really, you don't realize it till you walk down the slope and look back up and say, "Holy moly!" I didn't realize it was, it fell that much, right? So, yeah, yeah. So there were uh, a lot, a lot, a lot bigger dunes and a lot more elevation change. In yeah, Ireland. yeah. KG so. and I were geniuses and thought we'd play the very back tees on all courses except for Lahinch and uh which was the last day for yeah yeah and and and, yeah, and you you got the full you decided you'd get the full Irish experience right yeah. yeah and it I don't regret it um you know my game is definitely not long enough to play from those tees um especially like we were saying the courses aren't running out like they do we didn't hit any uh you know, 250-yard carry, 200-yard run uh, tee shots in, in Ireland like you do in, in Scotland. Right. Well, and I, I think there, there were there were some very big force carries on the courses we played. Yes. Uh, and I, I, get, I think I liked, I liked the last two places we played better, which was Dune Beg, and, uh, which is a Greg Norman design course. And, and La Hinch, which was originally done by old Tom Morris, mm-hmm. uh, although it's been, I, I, they, you, he has his name on it, but I guess they've redone almost all the holes since then. But they didn't have quite as big a force carry as uh, the two courses at Bally Bunyan. Uh, ask it a really, yeah, yeah. Carry, it, carry it either either a long way or up a hill. 40 feet above you that means you know that you have to hit the ball a long way to get it up in the air that far so um yeah it, it, it was a, a bit more than i was ready for uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say i think dunebag is probably the most playable course uh player friendly course it had very wide fairways um if you were which unfortunately i can tell you that if you missed the fairways you were in a lot of trouble but uh, if you could keep it in the fairway, I thought that course was pretty playable. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we gave Mr. Trump our money. And I, I, I can't I can't leave. I tell everybody this who, who I talk much about, you know, uh, there's a certain surprise that the uh, 
the uh, liberal that I am played Trump's course first, but <laughs> having having played there and and everything, I, I found I found the pro shop not surprisingly gulling because not only did they sell uh, hats with Dune Bag on them, uh, you know, with the golf course, as you you guys just didn't think it was a very compelling logo but they yeah. also sold hats with just the word trump on them so yeah, it had no, no no indication it had anything to do with golf just now it, the site i don't know you obviously didn't pull one of them out on the side it did actually say dune big on them oh did it yeah okay so but it was, okay. it was I, definitely I, not uh it was like the same color stitching of the hat so you got the big white trump on the front of it and then the side of the hat, like it was a red hat and, and red stitching on the side of the hat, it said doom big and small letters. So it wasn't, didn't stand out. <laughs> I'll put it that way. It, it, it was not prominent. Well, no, but so it was, you, 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 and, and I, it's the first Trump course I've ever played. And, and I've read, of course, lots about Trump courses and everything. And, and uh, as I had read, you know, you're at a Trump course. Uh, he, he get that, that name is on everything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, from big signs around around the building to the scorecards to the building, yeah, the, so, T the T's just said yeah. Trump on them. Yeah, Trump dune bag, I think it said, but yeah, the T's said Trump on them, which Steve yeah. took great pleasure in breaking every one of those when he hit a tee shot with it. Yeah, well, as, as I should. Uh, all right, so. Uh, we'll we'll let, let us get away from the, the golf chatter uh, a little bit and not, not some, the, the golf course chatter. Uh, you played a couple shots that uh, you probably should have had uh, a videographer with you to uh, to record. Yeah, I got up and down in dune bag off my knees in a bunker where I had to sit up, stand on my knees from outside the bunker and, and chip and, and hit it to about, what, seven, eight feet, made the putt. Uh, I, 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 w I have not told the story that it was that close, but you, you hit it close enough to make and made it. So, uh, but, but uh, yes, not only was it off your knees, but you were, you, you, as they say on TV, you had a lot of green to work with. I did. So it wasn't just to dump it out close to the pin shot. You had to hit it across the green from off your knees out of a deep bunker. Uh, and, and you got up and down from, for, for, for par. So that was uh uh, that was something to see. I, I, I none of us bothered to take a picture. I, I guess we were all. Uh, well, I don't know. We weren't worried about being videographers, clearly. So no, no. no. And the and the other one, of course, nobody would have nobody would have known to be videoing it, right? Yeah, we were at the caching course, and uh, I had a terrible tee shot into a bunker I didn't even know was there, and. Uh, didn't get out of the bunker very well and had about 140 yards into the green to an elevated green. We couldn't, could, we, could not see the, you could not see the green. Right. Yeah. Right. From we just, we were standing, right. Could not see any of the surface. All you could see was the flag stick and pushed it right. And I uh, thought I hit a good shot, but I was like, Oh, well, you know, it's obviously right of the hole. And, and you could see, you could see the lip of the bunker behind the green. On the yeah. Right. right. So I figure I'm in that bunker. I go up there. It's not on the green. It's not in the bunker. It's not in the rough. And I notice that the green kind of is bold a little bit and slopes. And I said, oh, maybe it rolled around this ridge and rolled into the hole. Half jokingly. And uh, Ian. Half? Half? You weren't <laughs> half joking. You were, that was a 100% joke. Oh, well, you can see the slope that it was possible. But, yeah, it was it was jokingly. And, uh Ian says, uh, it is, it's fucking in the hole. He says, yeah. <laughs> plucks it out of the hole. And I look at you and I said, uh, zero putts. <laughs> yeah. Zero putts. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's what it counts as. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, if we had seen it and known, it would have been a lot more brilliant shot, but it was kind of an amazing thing considering the line you played on that the ball ended up in the hole and it really would have been neat, nifty to have had a camera to have seen on, on the green. To have seen yeah. what it did, to uh, uh, you know how hard did it hit to go in, and you know all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it was an amazing thing to find it in the bottom of the hole, mostly because of the line you were on. You know, it just you were a long way away the line you were on. So uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Right. Yeah. It's been a while since I knocked one in from that far. It's been a real long, long while. Yeah. So that's fun. And, well, and and the, and the part of it is you weren't even sure it was a sweet shot when you hit it, right? So no, it's it not definitely like wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, you see these guys at St. Andrews are beaming them in, you know, two hopping them in right online, right? But yeah, I wasn't saying, uh, I wasn't yelling for it to go in the hole after I hit it, that's for sure. Right, yeah. So, so yeah, that was the, the fun part of the uh, uh, of the game. Uh, John, John showed us a little something uh, a couple times, and uh, uh, my kid played like a pro on the last day. Yeah, he played well. Uh, yeah, he was. He, he had his A game uh, at La Hinch on the last day, so it was kind of, it was it was fun to watch. He uh, yeah, he got up and down at La Hinch. Some of those up and downs he made, he got up and down out of a trash can all day long. I mean, he just. And I'm not talking like he had to make eight footers to get up and down either. I mean, he had tap yeah, in hard putts. Yeah, he he knocked him. He was inside the six foot circle a lot uh, with with a short game, and he. I think he reached two of the par fives and two. So, yep. Uh, so he was he was uh, stroking it. Uh, it was disappointing, you know. You know my number one story out of last year's trip to to uh, Bandon, right? Yeah, the hero shot. Yeah, yeah, out, out of the rough with uh, driver out of the rough <laughs> off the deck because I didn't come here to lay up. He, he did not. I, he did not do that. Uh, I, at least that I'm aware of. Uh, this year, so I kind of missed that. I I kind of missed that. Uh, he tried it. He tried it once at Truly. Did he? He tried the hero shot unsuccessfully. Yeah, unsuccessful. Uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I tell people that he that he tried that. Almost everybody I talk to says, "I've never even tried that shot." How the hell do you even think about trying that? And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, kind of have to practice it a little bit, I think. So I don't. I don't think he's practiced it enough. <laughs> there you go there's a, there's a there is a, a jab if ever i heard one so john we we spent a week in in ireland did you get enough irish pub action uh, to, to, for for a while or were you did you leave wishing you had more i mean the only thing we didn't get that we uh that we wanted was the shepherd's pie uh, that's that's true. We we uh, Ian wanted shepherd's pie when we got to Dublin, and we we didn't didn't find a place. Uh, kind of got caught off guard on that one. Could have yeah. planned a little bit ahead, but yeah, I I know I know uh, I felt quite quite worn out by the time we got to Dublin. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, uh, as you as you put it, uh, uh, and my buddies here, I was in Indiana here late in the week. Uh, I actually yesterday got to relive at one point uh, my favorite shot from the Ireland trip. So uh, they, and I, I didn't make the putt, but uh, I looked like I'd, I'd played that shot before. You know, choke yeah. down onto the steel <laughs> belly button. Uh, a, sh- a shot I played. You- that was dead. I played it a lot. I uh, think it catching for a second. Chopping it out of the hay was, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think your caching course, you, you, you made more swings gripping the steel than you did your actual grip at that course, I think. Uh, no, but. I do not remember uh, much about any round because uh, well, I spent too much time standing there going, I, I don't even have a shot here. So, <laughs> so well, and that was, <laughs> that's not that funny, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's some areas where you just gotta, I mean, it's well, so, it's such penal golf. I mean, yeah. If you if you're in the hay, you you really got to take your medicine and just try and get it back in the fairway. Well, that sounds very simple to do, but it's not. I mean, it's sometimes. No. I mean, you get into some what we would call we had somewhere where we'd call them birds nests and a couple of them we called them freaking hawks nest. I mean, they were just they were just the ball was just I don't even know how you how we found some of them that just got well, tons of grass laying over it and. 
Where where were we playing? It, it was cash in the, the day because we were on our own, didn't have caddies. And I mm -hmm. wasn't sure I was going to find this approach shot to the par five. And Oh, yeah. You, that you were ahead of me, and, and you said, oh, I got it. And I said, oh, is it a bird's nest? And you said, you you were going to wish it was a bird's nest. <laughs> yeah. and it was, it was like, bad. I think I think I took it out. I took a lot of unplayable lies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can about, uh, quite a few penalty strokes over the course of the week and including at least one time out of a bunker. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just stood there and I think it was off a drive. It was up against the face and there was just nowhere to go. I mean, I didn't have a swing. Uh, if I'd been left handed, I probably could have picked it out going one way. But uh you know there, there was just there was no play I, and i i saw i saw more was in a similar position there at st andrews in one of those and that is like i know i know how he feels and uh at least i think it was more but whoever it was dropped behind the bunker and got up and down so uh yeah and ended up making par so Hoblin you know, had to, on thursday hoblin had to take an unplayable in the bunker and he had yeah, it was, yeah, that's who it was. It was hobbling, yeah. And, and, then he, and then he got, yeah, he did get up and down. That was on the, the short par uh, nine, I think, the drivable par four nine. So he yeah. took a drop, got up and down for par. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had a couple of those in the week where it's just, I, I got nothing. So, yeah, so. anyway, so, uh, yeah, probably probably could be known as the unplayable lie trip for me. but uh, or, or, of course, the short shaft uh yeah trip, but uh but anyway yeah i didn't need the full shaft to my uh new irons uh as often as i i wish i had so uh so so you got you got some pub action and uh some golf i think the golf beat us all up pretty good mm -hmm. uh it, we kind of enjoyed and uh the great thing is every place we played was on the ocean so at some point, there are some great ocean views, and as you said, we, we caught some fog a couple of days, and uh, uh, I, I get, we came back to Dublin in the nice weather, so we caught some summer too. So yeah, it was, yeah, it, was it was real it nice. Was in it was an intriguing uh, a weather mix that we we went. So. Yeah, no no surprise that we all came home with colds. Yeah, well, did we all? Yeah, so. Um, but the, uh, you know, I enjoyed Dublin. It's a, you know, it's a big city. It has that big city feel. Um, but nicer, you know, it kind of, like I thought it kind of reminded me a little bit of New York, but at the same time, you know, they've got real wide, um, sidewalks. They got actual real public transportation, um, multiple versions of it. They got a little tr train that runs through there, a little, Whatever you want to call that, a little trolley. Then you got a couple buses. Yeah, bus and the tram. Yeah, tram. tram. Buses. Yeah, you got a couple we, buses. Yeah, that we experienced. Uh, yeah, well, well, and uh, we our, our number one priority in Dublin was the Guinness tour. Were Were you happy with with Guinness and what they did for us? Yeah, the tour was interesting. Um, the uh, uh, did you bother like scanning any of the audio things? No. Yeah, there's the audio was was good uh, when you were in certain areas when they're talking about you know how they roast the hops or barley. I mean, uh, to 232 degrees Celsius, precisely too low and it doesn't get that flavor they want. Too high, it burns. Um, the water comes from the mountain. You know that it's uh, the Guinness tour was was very interesting. Um, the tasting room was cool. There's a, uh, they do a little tasting room and they, they start you off and you go into this aroma room and it has all these, the, the four main ingredients, which are the, the barley, the hops, um, the other one, which isn't actually an ingredient, it's a byproduct of the, um, the yeast and the sugar. And uh, I forget what the fourth one was, but nonetheless, you kind of get all those aromas in there and then, you know, you're supposed to kind of smell them and it's a very aromatic room, obviously. Yeah, and uh, it's bright white so that your senses are kind of you know peaked, I guess. And uh, they talked about this the how to take the that taste and give us these really cute little tiny um, mini pints. You know, they looks like they're pint glass, but it's only like 
probably two ounces maybe. Yeah. Um, and then you go into this really dark, the velvet room, which is a kind of a dark red velvet curtains on the walls. And it's got pictures of, you know, their, their brewmasters and of course, Mr. Guinness himself. And um, that, that's art to you, to his friends. Yeah. old Artie. And uh, then you take your taste and, you, I, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, you could kind of, when they tell you how to do it properly and you kind of got those um, senses in your nose that it, it kind of came through a little differently. I thought that in there than, than most. Yeah. So, so trivia time, I'm stealing from some other podcast, but trivia time, John, mm-hmm. what color is Guinness really? It's a, like a crimson red. It, it is a dark red. Yes. If it's, you hold it up to the light, it's, uh, it's red. And, and a guy from Indiana university got, got the uh, answer right uh, yep. when they asked in the uh, tasting room. Go Hoosiers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Go Hoosiers. Uh, I, I, I will admit that I did not know that. And I, I found that intriguing that something I've thought of as sooty black because of, you know, O'Malley's body, uh, is actually yeah. is actually just such deep uh, crimson that it looks black. Yeah, yeah, that that is cool. And of course, Guinness uh, foams, and that that uh, you you talked about the other process, but the foam part is the when when they pour a pint and it does that foamy thing. It does. It's kind of it's fun to watch. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh... They, uh, so then, you know, the, the finish tour, you go all the way. They, of course, when you buy a ticket, you get a free pint at the top and the rooftop bar, which is beautiful because it's a circular bar that overlooks all of Dublin. So you can kind of walk around and yeah. see different views of the city. And they have, um, some information on the, on the glass. It tells you what you're looking out at and gives you a little bit of history of, of what you're looking at. Unfortunately, there was, massive construction going on a building right next to it so that kind of spoiled one part of the of the area but um it was when they poured your pint they poured it about three quarters of the way full and they let it sit for two full minutes and then they top it off and uh, easily the best pint of guinness i've ever had so that that was I, you 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 read my mind the next question was about the, the legend has it that the best guinness is there in dublin uh do, do you think is that true that it's better there in dublin i don't know i had about 15 or 16 of them while we were there and they all tasted pretty great to me yeah you, you were t- taste testing and uh you, you, you thought they did all right yes yeah all and right we, well there yeah there you yeah. go Many variations on the the first drink option that we're supposed to do. Some say you're supposed to put it between the harp and the word Guinness on the glass. Some say you're supposed to put it in between the hook uh, on, on the letter G. Um, so we we had lots of efforts trying to um, pull that off. No, but the the classic was, was your buddy in the first pub in Valley Valley Longford told you how to drink it. And turds, yes, turds. Yeah. You a drink turd, it in... a turd, and a turd. Yep, yeah. you gotta drink it in turds. A turd, and a turd, and a turd. Yeah, there you go. Which is, uh, yeah, uh, oh. none of us have quite gotten over, and you know, none of my Guinness tasted the same after hearing that. So, yeah. our, our good, our good friend Paul, the oh. uh, the uh, local drunk of Valley Langford. Well, 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 well. We'll hope that nobody uh, from there listens to the podcast and 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 files some sort of lawsuit. So <laughs> they all know. They all. I mean, he was referenced as the town drunk multiple times while we were there. Oh, so you think you're safe? You think you get some witnesses to back you up on that one? Yes, yes. <laughs> Katie, Katie, our bartender was like, "Yeah, you don't want to be like Paul." <laughs> uh, a turd, a turd, and a turd. Turd and a turd, and a turd. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one thing that my wife was very pleased, I got to say, um, she was very happy with the uh, cider selections that she was able to taste while we were in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Was, cider, cider is the thing there. Yes. Uh, was, every place, every place, I think every place has it on tap pretty much. And uh, so, so and, and a different 
varietal, as they say in the wine industry. Uh, uh, so she got to, she got to taste multiple types. Yep. While she then, there. then she had a Magners when we were in London. So, which is I've had that before here in the states. It's a very good cider. Yeah. Well, and 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 uh, if she didn't know before, she learned the uh, the variations in cider from very sweet to pretty dry. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she had her favorite, which uh, I think was that uh, the lump, lumpers, lump, 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 yeah, whatever. Bulmers. Bulmers, thank you. Right. Uh, I, she, I, I, huh. I would have said it was Orchard Thief, but. Uh, oh, it was Orchard Thieves. You're right. That was her favorite. Okay. Yeah, because I think it was drier. Yeah, the Cronin was a little too sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's your there's your quick cider guide uh, from the uh, Obvious Brothers, which uh, I hope you all find helpful. Uh, I'm going. I, I'm not going and get off golf, but I'm going to switch things a little bit because I've got the TV on, John. Uh, I have it on mute. Uh, we've actually we, we played the golf course where they're playing this week. Yeah, it's kind of cool to to watch them play the where we were and and walk the same steps that we walked and and uh i don't know it, it just brings i had a buddy of mine yesterday uh he was like uh is it really that hard to play over there and i was like yeah it's i think it's the most mentally challenging golf that there possibly could be and he said i just have no respect to play a game where i can hit not be re- rewarded for perfect shots and I said, "Well, it's not a perfect shot if it doesn't." <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to play. You have to play the land. You have to play the slopes. You have to play. There's so right. many. The wind. There's so many factors that you take into that. Is that I think just traditional American golf is is lost on, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of them don't like it. I think that's why a lot of people struggle with Lynx golf, especially in actual Lynx part of the world where. Um, you know, you get the wind and the weather and, and hard ground and lots of undulations and people just don't, they're not used to it. So they don't know how to play it. So therefore they, they default to not liking it. And, and I, I disagree, but I reminded him that, uh, and he's a huge Tiger Woods fan. He's, I said, you know, Tiger says it's his most favorite golf course in the world. So I don't know that should hold some weight for you on, on what he thinks of, of the course. Yeah. Well, I heard, Heard somebody on the on the golf channel yesterday uh, uh, listening because you know I was in the car and didn't get to see, all my coverage. I've seen is like seven a.m. Uh, but uh, they were talking about that and what made it so special. And you know, various people have again recently said, "Why do we come back here?" And everything. Well, they said, "Well, a it's the history of the place, of course, which is." second to none i mean it's it is it is the cradle of golf and they've been back there how many times and great 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 shots and that's where the game pretty much developed the second part was he said any 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 given day even during a round the the game the the course can change he says you play this course twice you know two two days in a row and you play a whole different game well they were telling this morning that uh, at the start of the day yesterday, yeah, I, it, down at the loop at the end, because the course goes down away from uh, the R&A building. There is no clubhouse. And mm-hmm. it goes out, and then it does a little loop-de-loop down on the point of land where they have trouble if the wind blows too hard, keeping the ball on like the 9th, 10th, and 11th green. So that they, they do a little loop there, and then you come back towards town. Well, at nine, in that loop yesterday, they were hitting driver onto the green on nine at the beginning of the day, and they couldn't reach 10. And they were, you know, they were laying up and, and hitting wedges in. By the end of the day, it was the other way around. Yep. The wind had shifted and they were driving 10, but they had to hit irons off nine. So, at, you know, any given hour, any given day, you don't play the same golf course. And so, you know, you play from different angles. And like you said, all those slopes and everything playing from a different angle means you have to play a different shot, a different direction of shot. You know, I played golf courses in the States and been members various places. You pretty much, you know, you walk up there and say, yeah, 
this is where that is. I have this shot. I know what club to hit. Mm -hmm. Bingo, bango, bongo, day after day, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're hitting it decent, right? So uh, that that don't happen. That don't happen very often at St. Andrews. So. No, it's different. Yeah, like they said, it's different every time you play it. It's it's a new course almost every every round, and uh, the you know I think on Thursday the first half the early groups I think they were average like minus uh, I think like the first half went out like at minus 34 and the second half when it uh, came in at like plus 100 so I mean it was it was a big it was like a 70 some stroke swing or 130 some stroke swing or something like that it was it was nuts yeah, I was told there would be no math yeah yeah. There, are, there well, is, but it was just just to reiterate what you're saying. The course changes so fast um, that yeah. you just yeah, don't little, know what you're going to get. A little wind shift, a little wind shift in it. So, yeah, uh, you know, I heard I heard Sir Nick say one morning that uh, if there isn't 15 miles an hour wind, you don't you don't even pay any attention to it. Yeah. What, what do you think of that? I would I would agree. I mean those. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, I played here. In, I play, I'm not in Indiana, but I think I am uh, technically. But I played in Indiana Thursday in a scramble, and they were standing there saying, "That's a two club win." And of course, I think they're kind of kidding. But you know, it wasn't. It wasn't even as they say in Ireland. It wasn't a puff, lad. It wasn't even a puff. You know, <laughs> and they're they're talking about whether they need a club or not. I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> club. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> So, so, John, uh, in, in, in it, I would cut if I was editing uh, this question. Did you see yesterday's golf coverage? Uh, and particularly, I want to know if you saw the first hole. At of St. Andrews? Yeah. I mean, I watched some of it, but I didn't. I don't. I mean, the first hole, what about it? They had the pin like uh -oh. six feet from the yes. burn. Yes. That was brutal. That's mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, first first group I watched uh, and it was Kepka was in the group. Yeah. Uh, the first guy laid up or they laughingly said he laid up. He missed his, missed his shot in, misjudged his shot bad enough where he was on the other side of the burn. Yep. <laughs> and Kepka bounced his into the burn. So yeah. Uh, and then the third guy hard. hit it. Third guy hit it. And I think it was Cam Smith. Uh, he hit it all the way to the back of the green. He was like, I'm not, I'm not, going, yeah, yeah. I'm not going where they're going. Yeah, but but yeah, um, wow. And, and I, I know Faldo because I, obviously I was watching. He said, uh, whoever was the, the guy doing the straight talk said, Have you ever seen the pin there? And he said, No, I've been here a long time, I don't ever remember that pin before. But it was, you know, somebody there was it Ian telling us that there is no rule about about yeah pins and yeah, but uh, the illegal pin, there's no such thing as an illegal, pin. yeah. Well, that one. That one was pushing the limit there. I'm I'm sure there were some guys uh, talking about what the fuck was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked a lot was... about about pin placements in the last two days and how what because it hasn't really been terribly windy. No, and, and so when it's not windy, the only defense they have there is pin placements, and they've said there's been a lot of pin placements that they've never seen there before. I mean, Faldo has said it about multiple holes that he's never seen those pins before. And, and uh, even Tiger had mentioned it yesterday when he come off his, his uh, round that. Well, that, you know, those greens are gnarly. I mean, you can set the, you can set the pin on the side of a slope. Nobody is ever going to get it close mm -hmm. uh, with an approach shot. So, yeah, they, 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 as you say, that's, that's one defense when they don't have uh lush rough and, and uh, you know, any wind. So, and, you know, it's just a puff right now. I'm I'm looking at the screen. The flag's flapping a little bit, but it, I mean, it's not enough to really trouble them. Yeah. Last time they played there, if you remember, the yeah. one day out on the point, they had to stop play because the wind was blowing so bad that they couldn't mark the ball and keep them in their spots. I think spot. it was, think it was the eighth yeah. green that Zach Johnson and Jordan Spieth were on the eighth green, and they couldn't couldn't keep their balls on the green. Yeah. So they, they stopped play for about an hour while the wind settled down. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something. Um, it is a beautiful day there, man. And you talk about the history there. I think, um, I mean, literally every every legend of golf, with the exception of Ben Hogan, has walked those grounds over the last 
you know, a hundred and 200 years. And, and it, it just is, it's something, I mean, that tee shot on number one is something I'll never forget when you're standing there and you got the townspeople are kind of gathered around and, and you've got the, the road that goes across the, the golf course that people drive and ride their bikes on. And it just, yeah. Is, yeah. And, and, you, and you've got, you've got all the world out there to the left. Yeah. And you just, it, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's one of the, the goosebumps that I had on the first tee of San Andreas are, are definitely unmatched by any, any golf course I've ever been. Yeah. It, it's, and despite what people say, it, it is a, a fun course to play because you just, there's just so many, you know, you get to do all sorts of things. You, you, uh, you know, whether it's little chips and putts and angles and it, I, I mean, it's not air quotes again, hard, but, it, it, it's it's hard to make a score so. yeah and it's it's mentally challenging like because there's right. just so many different ways you can hit a shot do you want to putt this one from 40 yards short of the green right. or do you want to you know hit a little bump and run five iron do you want to do you think you can try and flop one in there probably not yeah. Uh, yeah. well you got to practice that wedge off that tight lie though don't you? it's like hitting it off a cart path right yeah so there you go so what else we got we got golf out our butt and uh, trips to the British Isles. And uh, there you go. Uh, we we want to talk about your trip home. Well, my clubs are still, I mean, we're only partially, we're only 90% of the way home. Like my, my golf clubs are still in Heathrow and, and might be there for uh, all of eternity. Um, now, now, now be, 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 be precise. You told me yesterday that the ticket, the, you know, the number they give you that tracks them, does not have them leaving Dublin. The last known scan of my golf clubs was being loaded onto the plane in Aer Lingus in Dublin. That's yeah. the last place they've been spotted. Last time they were seen, uh, the FBI has them out on the on the on the list, so people are looking <laughs> for them all over the world. They've so. got some nice. They got a, some nice new gear. I mean, that's the other thing that's really disappointing is all my memorabilia from the week is in that bag too. Yeah. Oh well, that yeah, that would that would be a bummer because uh, there there's some. Uh, uh, I know we ended up picking up, up a uh, a piece of memorabilia from Le Hinch for the trip, so we all remember. I mean, we have one from St Andrews that we got engraved. It's a little bit nicer, but we have one from Le Hinch. Le Hinch gave gave us a nice golf bag, bag a goodie bag, uh, drawstring bag. Uh, so and. Uh, Valley Bunyan, uh, when you play there, gives you a leather uh, scorecard cover. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah, there's some nice perks. Uh, we, I, I might as well put it out there. Mr. Trump did not give us anything like that to nope. play on his course. I had the same thing at Truly. I had to buy the yardage book at Truly and Dunebeg. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we we came came away with some memorabilia like that that'll. Um, I bought new. I, I still have the ones from the the, the yardage books from St Andrews stacked yeah. on my desk. So I do too. Yeah. So uh, there there you go. So yeah, you had trouble getting home. I had trouble getting home though. Mine turned out much more happily than yours did. Uh, I was flying as we talked about last broadcast. Scandinavian Air who went on strike while we were in Ireland and uh, they ended up canceling my, my plane flight out of Dublin. But uh, after uh, an hour on the phone, Sven put me on a direct flight from Dublin to Philadelphia. So I never got to see Copenhagen on this trip, uh, which is a minor bummer, but much easier trip straight from, from Dublin to Philly than, uh, than the circuitous route that we had planned. Yeah, you pretty much uh, you got home about the same time we did, and yeah. uh, we were supposed to be home 24 hours before you. Yeah, you 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 left a day earlier than we did, and uh, got home about the same time. And uh, and our wives tested positive for COVID shortly thereafter. So yeah, yeah. So we we brought we uh, speaking of souvenirs, there you go. Brought souvenir case of COVID home. Yeah, we brought Irish COVID home. Yeah, yeah. I think we do have to blame it on Ireland since they both have it. And 
And as far as I know, uh, my wife was not in London with you. So uh, no, no. So uh, though, though we were in London, I, I don't think we can blame. Her. So, uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about St. Andrews some more uh, or the, the open some more. Um, it's not a surprise uh, that Cam Smith uh, is leading. He's, led a few times in majors and had some some luck uh in in fact uh the obvious steve uh did the obvious thing and put a couple dollars on cam to win Good. so uh i i think i'm yeah i gotta root for him because he's the biggest number i think i bet on to win so yeah, he's he's a good when he gets that putter rolling, man. He is man. He made some yesterday that even I would have been proud of. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he, I think he had. Uh, what did Baldo say? I think it was on the third or fourth hole that he uh, fourth hole, fifth hole, because he birdied the first three and then parred four and five. And uh, he said, uh, and it was a very makeable birdie putt, and he missed it. And Baldo's like, oh, he's going to have to uh, totally revamp his putting stroke. He's missed two in a row now. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I know. I, you know, walked into clubhouse or bar in the midst of my round yesterday and just saw him putting. It had at least three feet of break from, you know, looked like 30 feet, right? So mm-hmm. here he hits this big hook, rolls right in the middle, and he just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I do that all the time, man. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah, the guy I played with yesterday didn't know who he was, and his nickname for him was Party in the Back. So, yeah, yeah, he really it's got the flow. He, he doesn't really give a shit about his appearance, does he? That mustache. <laughs> well, there's the second lawsuit of the day. Uh, <laughs> that mustache and hair, man. He, it's his thing. Yeah. But that mustache got, got, kills me. Got that got that porn stash and a mullet. Yeah. So there you go. He, he, he looks a lot like. Uh, oh, what's was his name's character? Joe Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's. it's if he was, uh, Spade, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got the. Got if, you, the uh, if you saw Cam Smith on the street, you would never look at him and say, "I bet that guy's a professional golfer." Yeah, you know, probably not. There, there's a lot of guys like that, though. Yeah. Yes. Oh, who's this? Garcia's in a. Ah, it's not so bad. He he splashed that onto the green out of that pot bunker. That's that one's not even worth having a camera in. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, I, I have money on Cam Smith, so I have my fingers crossed. I do not have any money on Cameron Young, but I do have money on both McElroy and Johnson. So uh, I, 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 I have a chance to actually cash a winner. Uh, I will admit that uh, I had uh, some Tiger Woods money to make the top 10. So uh, probably really wasn't a great idea, but. Who knew, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I think JT and uh, a couple people had said that, you know, Tiger looked like he was potentially one of the guys to beat uh, this week. I mean, he played the played really well there during the practice rounds. So, I yeah, mean, well, I, I, I know he shot 77 the first day at Adair Manor, so I – I can't. I can't believe you can claim he's on form when he's shooting seventy sevens on a. Yeah, and I. I don't think they think that's a hard course. No. So. No. So. So yeah, but you know he's won there twice. I just thought that, I, I. I wasn't sure how good his form was, but I thought maybe, you know, uh, he would have memories and, you know, would would know how to play it and get around in that i that, that's why i played played him uh, so uh i more more that uh mm-hmm. and we we did we did forget to mention this if we're going we're going to do you know we, we should let everybody know we followed a series of pros around ireland so yeah uh, the day we played at doom uh the guy in the line for guinness with me said they got there and bumped into bryson dechambeau coming off the course and in his comment was he looked like he thought it was freezing. He had a sock cap on and, and heavy, heavy gear. Uh, so uh, Bryson, who is, who is a Texan, right? He is now. I don't think that's where he grew up, but I think he lives in Texas now. Yeah. Well, as you know, it, it, it would be a bit of an adjustment. Uh. <laughs> there was a, 
quite the uh, quite the 40 temperature change. They're not like forty degrees uh, temperature change, right? So, yeah. uh, and and let's see, Tiger, Tiger, and JT were going around together. Well, played Wednesday after that pro am at Adair. They played Valley Bunyan where we played on Monday, and Scheffler and somebody. Scheffler and Burns played Valley Bunyan on Sunday. And we uh, played there on Monday. So. Tiger and Rory played there on Thursday. Did we, we decide we, it was Thursday? Yeah, because the guy that we I talked to in the pro shop at La Hinch showed me the video of them playing through them oh, the day before. That's right. And he didn't ask to play through. He just said, we're playing through. Yeah. That's what Ian says. But, oh. I mean, I can't imagine. Would you want Tiger and Rory playing behind you? No. No, I wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't want them seeing my swing. Well, I wouldn't want to be holding them up. But yeah, they're just a twosome. They, yeah, they're they're cruising around the course. But I was I wanted to ask, and I and I forgot to ask um, our caddy. I wonder when they played there, did they use club caddies? Oh, he did say that they did use the club caddies, but they just basically carried their bags. They didn't really, you know, they didn't ask them for, for a lot of advice or yardage or anything like that. They did their own thing, but. They did, right? they did use the club caddies when they went. So they didn't have – so, like, Joe LaCava wasn't with Tiger carrying his bag. No, I guess not. Pro- probably – it's probably good you just let them rest for a few days, right? Before yeah. Doing, obviously, they were at St. Andrews over the weekend to practice. And uh, Well, this is Sergio's second shot in this bunker, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe his third. Well, maybe this bunker is worse than I thought. So what yeah. hole is he on? He's on five. He's on the par five, hitting his fifth shot. I would think he would have got in that bunker in two. So this might be his third. Yeah. I, 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 I thought they were showing a replay for some reason. You know, I can't see. I'm across the room, so I can't he see came where up, the ball is going. So. He came up short. He got it out both times, but it rolled back. He came up short and it rolled back into the bunker. You can see how Bryson Bryson's playing the the famed sixteenth hole. Oh, the sixteenth! That son of a bitch! I think he I think he hit iron off the tee. He's got a long way in. What's that? He's got a long way in for a four hundred yard hole. Yeah, well, but I don't think he hit driver. So no, uh, no, and and I, I saw him. A minute ago, you know, we drove one of the par fours while I was waiting on you or, or whatever. And then he next told he was hitting iron off the tee. So there's a lot, yeah, like I said, a lot of strategy there. So mm-hmm. you got a call about how this is going to turn out? I guess this is what I was talking about betting. Uh, you, uh, uh, how I, my buddy here in Indy just cussed at Dustin Johnson being at the top of the leaderboard and uh, said nasty things about the live guys and doesn't want one of them winning. So that's funny. That, I, had a, I had a little discussion about that last night at the uh, at the bar at the club. So guy felt the same way, and, and I, I don't agree with him. Uh, I hope it. I want Cam Smith to win, and I think he can. Um, you know, he really just has to keep his putter going and avoid the big numbers like he had. I mean, what was it at? At the PGA, I think he had a big number that kind of you – no, know, the U.S. Yeah. Open, he, one of them he took a big – he had a big hole, took him out of contention. But. Yeah, oh, it was, I think it was the Open, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would like – well, obviously, my, my wallet would, would – uh, or my FanDuel account would like uh, would like him to win. Uh, I, I, I would kind of like to see Rory win just to get the – whatever it is, eight-year monkey off his back. So, uh, if I would like it to be, if Cam Smith isn't win, I'd like it to be uh, Dustin and Rory and together on tomorrow, and Dustin just beats the shit out of him on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, well, one reason I, I did I mention I, I I have Dustin to win. Uh, you know, he led in 2015 there after two yep. rounds, so he clearly. He clearly can play that golf course. So, um, and uh, you know, if he feels comfortable someplace, and if he's healthy, you know, he's uh, he's a threat. So, yeah. yeah. And, and those guys, the way they bomb it, that'd be fun to watch the two bombers go at it, mono and mono. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I would settle for um, what we didn't get today because Hovland messed it up late. Was it would be great if they were the next to blast group uh, yeah. playing against each other and chasing. It would be that would be my boat. But my boat try and drive the first green. Yeah, hey, that's isn't that virtually impossible? Why? Well, how are you going to get over the burn? Oh, don't you, you plan on skipping over it, John? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a bold, bold prediction. Well, I know I. I said they might try. I didn't. I don't know how often it isn't. As you know, it's not very wide. No, you can pretty much hop over it. Right. If, if you, but you'd have to have the right hop. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Jono, we've we've killed uh, an hour. Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of trip or the open or? Uh, we got to. We got to mention the the second house we stayed in uh, there in just north of Lahinch, between Lahinch and Doolin, where we we stayed virtually on the cliffs of Moore, um, cute little farm cottage. Um, I, I, that, that, no, 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 little is not the right word. Yeah, it was not little. It had what five bedrooms? Yeah, um, it I was, think four. four four bedrooms, all with ensuite bathrooms. Uh, a, a huge double fireplace, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was very nice. With, with if if we weren't fogged in, you could actually see the uh, one of the Aran Islands and the uh, lighthouse on the island out in the water uh, yep. to the to the west. So yeah, it was a beautiful house on a beautiful piece of property with a bull in the yard next door that you were told to to. Uh, pay attention to yeah so we we walked uh, uh my oldest brother butch and uh kg walked down to the uh the cliffs of which we were on the very uh i guess northern end of them and saw some pretty amazing views down there and took some pictures and and uh it was it was like you're just in a different planet it was like this isn't even earth that we were standing on it was it was amazing yeah, the, the cliffs are—I don't know what fifty, eighty feet high. Oh, at least, at least that. Yeah, it's quite, uh, and they like like the cliffs of Dover. They kind of wrap around the bay, so you can see. Not only are you standing on one, but you can see them around on the waterfront, uh, yeah, on the horizon or. Uh, in, in, on the landscape there. So, yes, it was a beautiful house on a beautiful piece of property. And we're one of the last uh, visitors to be able to verbo it. They they uh, told me via email they weren't renting it out anymore. So uh, we, we got lucky on uh, on that in, uh, in every place I think we stayed. We, we were all, all thrilled with. So, yeah. Yeah. So there, there there's your, your final. So, John, I, I don't know. Next year's golf trip might be a bit of a letdown. Yeah, maybe. Um, we're going to play some great golf courses, though, I think, right? Well, yeah. In, in, uh, according to the rankings, we're going to play like four in the top 100 if we do uh, the the KG schedule. Uh, so, uh, that would be that would be a lot of quality golf. It would be. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, um, especially if we can get the other bro, Mike, involved and get him to go along with us. Um, he's definitely within driving distance. Him and Butch can drive together, and and uh, the you you can drive. Probably KG and I will have to fly more than likely. Yeah, uh, KG and his crew, because I think we're doing two foursomes. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and and since we haven't said it out loud, the the current plan is to go to uh, Kohler, Wisconsin next year. So. Uh, in the summer, so current plans. Are we going? Are we going to the tour the Kohler plant and see how toilets are made? I, I wonder. I wonder what the view from the top of the Kohler plant is like. I don't think they serve you any pints up there. Uh, well, if they did, you might wonder what it was a pint of. <laughs> if it was a dark brown, I'd think I'd pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, maybe that's not dark brown. Maybe it's really dark crimson that just looks like brown 
<laughs> and, and with that, with that poop joke, we probably ought to call it a day. Yep, I, I will bid you adieu with that. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, our starter word on Wardle today that, uh, you know, speaking of poop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, have a good one. We'll be back next week. All right, bro. You have a great week. Enjoy the golf. Oh, I'm done, man. I'm on the way home. Enjoy watching the golf. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, I, I will. And it'll be fun. I don't even care if the wind doesn't blow. I don't mind them shooting 64s and trying to figure it out how they do that. So exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Bye.